Today's daf is daf nun, page 50 in Mesech Yavamas. We're starting a brand new parak. We're starting the fifth parak of the Heluge Mesech Yavamas. Quick introduction to this parak. The Mishnah is going to be quite long. It's going to take us to the middle of nun Amad Beis. And it's just going to give us various cases that have... Laws that are dirabanan, laws that are rabbinical, and laws that are deoraisa, laws that are biblical, kind of overlapping, but at the same time working individually. And let us explain. Okay, so here we go. Let's ask ourselves. Biblically speaking, if a yavam wants to marry a yavama, what does he got to do? Anybody? Uh, no? Be good. Yeah, you got to do You got to. You got to be. If you want to get rid of your Yavama and you choose instead to not do Yibum, what is the process, Midai Raisa? Chalitza. Okay? Chalitza. Now, if you do Chalitza, you've now chosen to not build your brother's house. Once you choose to not build your brother's house, you can never do it again, says the Pasuk and the Torah. So once you decide not to do the initial Yibum, you are totally done. So again, biblically speaking, you want to take in the Yavama, Bia. You want to not take in the Yavama, you choose instead to, you choose that to not fulfill the mitzvah of, of continuing your brother's name, you do Chalitza. All right. Now, the Rabbanon came along, the rabbis came along, and they enacted, we're going to see why in, on Amud Beis, on Nun Amud Beis, and also on Nun Dafnon Aleph, we're going to see why they enacted the following. But they said, you know what, in addition to the option of Bia for Yibam and Chalitza to not do Yibam and to end the marriage, we're going to institute something called Mimer. Mimer is that the Yavam goes ahead and gives something that has monetary value to the Yavama, very similar to Kedushin, to what a, a husband has to do to a regular wife. And if you do that, you are kind of like rabbinic, you have rabbinic erison, like the first step of marriage. All right? Azoy is the Dindarabana. Now, if you do that and you want to end it, so then Chalitza itself ain't going to work. You know what you need now? You need a get. You need a get. We're going to see why on Amr Beis, why you need to have a get. The Gemara is going to tell us because since you did an action that's very similar to a, a usual marriage, we're concerned that if they're not going to institute a get, people are going to think that even in other situations you don't need get. Be it as it may, Here's what we need to start our parak and for all the cases of our initial Mishnah. You have the biblical mitzvah, which is bia, otherwise chalitza, and then there's the rabbinic mimer and the otherwise get. The Mishnah is going to give us a number of cases where you can have a biblical and a rabbinical situation, and if you do one, you still have to deal with the other. Because one, the way that it's, the rabbis established it is that you can't accomplish a, a uh, rabbinic breaking from a rabbinical obligation and vice versa. Let us get going without giving any more TMI. It's going to be too much information. Let us get rocking to, uh, to see how this all applies. Rabbi Gamliel, I met Rabbi Gamliel says this is really a continuation of the last mission of the fourth parak. Ain get achar get. There is no use to having a get after a get, okay? Meaning it doesn't work. Sound like on Shabbos, right? We're familiar with the expression, ain't bishel achar bishel. Once something's cooked, you can't cook it again. I'm in Baltimore, so uh, we'll, we'll have a schos for official catering. 
Yeah, they used to have a motto, Ein Bishel Achar Fishel. Yeah, there's no cooking once you got Fishel's food. Okay, fine. So, Ein, ein Bishel Achar Bishel, and Ein Get Achar Get. The second get ain't going to help once a first get is given. Now, Rashi explains over here, you know how you can have a case where Ein Get Achar Get? See, here's what happens. If somebody, if a Yavam gives a Yavama a get, and then there's a co-wife, and he gives her a get as well, that get didn't accomplish anything. Now, Lamayin who cares? Who cares, right? Your, your brother died with two wives, and you gave a get to one, and a get to the other. The second get didn't do anything. Why? So listen to this. When you give a get to the first wife, you become rabbinically forbidden to all of her relatives as well. Because now she's similar to your divorcee, a full-fledged divorcee. If we were to say the second get is valid, you would also be forbidden to the co-wives' relatives as well, the co-wives of the Tsaris. But if you say, no, ain't get achar get, so then the second get did nothing, and even if you gave the second wife a get, you're completely mutter to all of her relatives. Let's keep going. There's also no mimer after another mimer, okay? You have two yavamas, two co-wives, who fall to one yavam. He does mimer with the first one. If he does mimer with the second one, it did not help at all. Did not help at all. Nothing happened. V'lay bi'ila achar bi'ila. Nor is there bi'ila achar bi'ila. Okay, two wives, again, co-wives fell from his brother. He had bi'a with one. He had a, he had a biblical yibum done with one. And then, you know what he does? He has relations with the second one as well. Is he married to the second one? Nope, he's not married to the second one. There was no longer any yibum. She's now a kareis obligation of being your brother's wife. So, let's say you have relations with the second woman. Are you forbidden to all of her relatives? No, because she never became your wife. Okay? You chop how this is all, all uh, connecting now. Okay. The chachamim but the chachamim say, no, yesh get, achar get. There is a get after a get. You hit this. So you have two, co- two co-wives who fall. Say the Rabban, a fascinating lump. This is a fascinating lump. They say like this. You give a get to the first one. You know what that did? Rabbinically, it separated you from the first one. But guess what? That's only rabbinic. Biblically speaking, even the second one is quasi-connected to the Avam because you never broke the biblical bond. Hence, even if you give a get to the second one, there were, there were strings there tethering the second woman back to you as well. Hence, if you give her a get, it, there was an element of, of connectivity there and you're going to be forbidden to her elders. For the same logic. But when it comes to the biblical things that you did, that completely breaks. And if you did Bia on one wife, the co-wife, and you have intercourse with the second wife as well, you have relations with the second wife, nothing happened. That's for sure. Because biblically you already handled everything. And the same thing with Chalitza. Says the Gemara, Ketzad. Now we're going to explain... For the, for the remainder part of the Mishnah, a number of very interesting cases of how this all applies. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. The Yavam did Mimer, again, that is a rabbinic relationship with his Yavama. And then he gave her a get, Tzricha Heimenu Chalitza. So now you still need Chalitza. Why? Because all you did was remove the rabbinic bond, the biblical bond is still in place. The get got rid of the mimer. What about the entire, what's, what about the, the bond in its entirety? No. So you still need a chalitza. Also mimer, what if he did mimer on her? Vichalitza. 
So now he took care of his biblical obligation, but still there's a rabbinic obligation of get. If you do mimer, you need to get. So what are we going to say? She's still going to need a get. Yeah, this is fascinating. I'll tell you why this is, is, this is a bigger chiddush. Because what we're saying is, although biblically she's not even in the state of Yavama, since the Rabbanon established Mimer to be like an Arison, like, a, like, a, like an ordinary marriage, you still got to get rid of that aspect. Even though there's no real Yibum in place, you got to get rid of the name Arison from this, and therefore Trichem Menugat, you still need to get. Asa Mimer Ubal. What if the Yavam, there's going to be a simple case. He did Mimer, Rabbinic, and then you know what he did? Baal. He had relations with her, which is the biblical way to take in your Yavama. Guess what happens? So that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's perfect. She, you, you now fulfilled your mitzvah of Yibam. Okay. Nasan get. What happens in the following case? Your Yavama falls to you. Instead of doing chalitza, you know what you did? Get. You weren't supposed to do get. Because get only applies if you do mimer first. But here's what happened. You gave her a get. And then you did a mimer. So let me ask you a question. Was there any purpose to the get? No. Because all get does break a mimer. You never had a mimer. So you walk over to your vama. Your brother dies. You walk over to your vama. You hand her a get. Was there any rabbinic marriage there in the first place? No. So did the get do anything? No. But now you did mimer. So after giving her the get, which accomplishes zilch, you're going to do mimer. So now she's connected to you both as a biblical yavam, yavama still, and rabbinically you did mimer. So what do you what do you need to break that up? Tricha get the chalitza. You're going to have to break the biblical bond and the rabbinic mimer. You're going to need both the get rabbinic and the chalitza biblical. Okay. What happens? Nasan lo get. What happens if he gives her a get? Uba'al. Yeah, nasan get. He gives her a get uba'al. And then he had relations with her. Tzricha get the chalitza. She's going to need a get and she's going to need chalitza. Okay. Now, really, he's allowed to keep her because he did a bia. The problem is, here's the deal. Here's the whole catch. Because you gave her a get, you already did an avera of doing an action that says, I'm not going to keep my brother's marriage in order. And therefore... Because you already transgressed that, you're going to have to do both chalitza to remove the biblical bond, and you're going to have to give her a get because lemaisa you you uh, had baal, so you can have to. She's now like a full fledged marriage. Nosan get the chalats. Let's say he gives her a get and then does chalitza, so that's no problem because your get accomplished nothing. You did a normal chalitza on the biblical obligation. Einachar chalitza klum. You're done. You don't need anything else after your chalitza. Shalom al Yisrael. Cholatz, listen to the following case. What happens if he does chalitza as soon as he fall, as soon as she fell to him? So he took care of all his biblical obligations. Okay. Va'asa maimer. And then afterwards, after doing chalitza, he gave her money as maimer. Now, does maimer work? Is she, is she still his yavama? She's not his yavama. But then he went ahead and he did Mimer. So here's the deal. You know what Mimer is? Giving her money for the purpose of Kedushin. That's who a Mimer is. 
So he did mimer. You know what you need to do? Or, or I'm sorry, via chalatz, uh, he did chalitza. V'asa mimer. And he did mimer. Nosan get. Or he gave her a get. Uba'al. Or he had beer with her. Oh, and that, in that order. Oi, or. Ba'al. Instead of doing chalitza, first he had beer with her. V'asa mimer. And then after the beer, he gives her money. Nosan get. V'chalatz. Ein achar chalitza klum. In all these cases, ein achar chalitza klum. There's nothing after the chalitza. Because as we know, once Bia is done, once the relations is done, she is your full-fledged wife. Meaning, says the Mishnah, as we're going to explain later on, once you do Bia, you're done. There's no mimer afterwards. There's no get. Once you do chalitza, you're done. There's no get afterwards. There's nothing. You took care of your biblical obligations. You're gavaldic. You're good to go. Okay, despite what you did, Afterwards, because all of that didn't really accomplish anything. We now turn to the top of Dafno number base. Here we go. The Mishnah continues. Let's say you have one woman who falls to one Yavam. Classic case. Reuven and Shimon. Reuven dies with one wife. Shimon has a mitzvah of Yibam on that wife. Perfect. Or, what if you have Reuven died with two wives, and now you have co-wives falling to Shimon, okay? All the halachas that we just stated in the Reisha, in the first part of the Mishnah, with all the orders, and you're doing get first, you're doing chalitza first, you're doing bia first, you're doing maimur, all these halachas apply whether the, the brother who passed away left behind one wife to one brother, or whether he left behind two wives to one brother, and now the Mishnah is going to explain all of these circumstances. Here we go. Ketzad. What is the case? Asa Maimer Bazu, Maimer Bazu. Let's say the Yavam does Maimer with both wives. Tzrichas Shnei Gitin Vechalitza. They're going to need two Gitin and one Chalitza. Why? Two Gitin, as we explained in the beginning, right? Because one Get doesn't take care of the other one, uh, of the other get, because all it did is break a rabbinic bond. It didn't really break, so, so the other wife is not totally scot-free yet. So she's also going to need to get, but one chalitza, because when you do, want to do chalitza on one co-wife, as we learned on Daf Beis already, the other co-wife is scot-free. Mimer bezu, the get bezu. What if he did mimer on one yavama, and he did, he gave a get to the other yavama, tzricha get the chalitza. So she's going to need a get as well as chalitza. Mimer, for the same logic we said before, Mimer bezu, abal azu. Let's say he did Mimer on one and then had complete Bia. So he did a rabbinic marriage on one and a biblical marriage on Richais, Shnei Gitin, Vechalitza. They need two Gitin and Chalitza. Why? Because again, you did Mimer on the first one. Then you had Bia with the second one. So the first one you need to get because of the Mimer. The second one you need to get because you're full-fledged wife. And you're going to need Chalitza for the first one. Why? Because the one who did Mimer is only going to be considered your wife, Midra Bonon. And as we explained before, once you've transgressed the, the Pasuk of not continuing on your brother's house, you're not allowed to remain married to that wife. Because, since, because the Maisa, he already did the Avera of, uh, of trying to build two homes by doing a Bia and a Mimer. So since he did that Avera, we're not going to allow it, and you got to get rid of both. Okay, says the, says the Mishnah Viter. 
Maimer bezu v'cholatz bezu. Let's say he did Maimer on the first wife and he did chalitza on the second wife. So the second wife, as we know, is totally done. She got her chalitza and the first wife who Maimer was done with, Tarishayna tzricha get. She's only going to need a get. Why need a get? To break the rabbinic bond. What about the biblical bond? She doesn't need that because it doesn't exist anymore. The biblical bond doesn't exist because her co-wife already had the chalitza. Once her co-wife has a chalitza, she's got free. The problem was the husband originally did my to who first, so now we're going to give her a get. And that's how she goes out. Get lezu umaymer bezu. What if he did, gave a get to the first Yavama and then did maimer with the second one? So the second one, tzricha get chalitza. She's going to need a get as well as chalitza. Same halacha we said before, right? If you're married, meet the rabbanon. So we're going to say you need a get. And once you do chalitza on one of the wives, the other wife is automatically, uh, you know, is automatically disconnected. Get lezu v'chalatz v'zu. Let's say he did a get to one and chalitza to the other. Ein achar chalitza klum. There's no need to do anything once the chalitza is done because the chalitza took care of everything. That's right. Uh, the, the get, there was no mimer done. So did the get accomplish anything? No. So you're really left with two co-wives. You now did chalitza on the second one. So the first one needs nothing. She's now scot-free. Okay. So now that was all how the Mishnah explained Ketzad, how it's possible to have all the original halachos when you have two yavamas that are falling to one yavam. Here we go. Let's keep going in the Mishnah. Cholatz ve cholatz. Let's say he did chalitza and then he did chalitza. Did the second chalitza accomplish anything? Right? So according to the beginning of the Mishnah, we said... You know, listen, once you do chalitza on one, the other one's got free. So it's like, a, it's a joke. Nothing was done. Let's say he did chalitza on the first one. And then he did maimer or nasan get or ubal. Again, all to the second wife. See, it is, you did chalitza. So the second one is completely untethered. It's completely disconnected from me. But you know what you did then? You did mimer on her. Or you gave her a get. Or you had, you had, you had relations with her. Ay ba'al ba'al. Or if he had relations with each one. Ay ba'al. Or if he had relations with the first one. V'asa mimer. And then he did mimer. Anasan get. Or he gave a get. V'chalat. And he did chalitza on the second one. Ein achar chalitza klum. As we explained before. Listen. Once you do chalitza on one. The second one's garnished. She's out. She's now forbidden to you as your brother's wife. You're not allowed to take her in. Well, you didn't mime her on her afterwards? Tough luck. You didn't accomplish anything. She was forbidden to you. You gave her a get? That's like giving a get to a woman that you're not connected with. <laughs> what are you doing? Right? And therefore, nothing happened. Nothing was accomplished once the chalitza was done. Now, these halachas also apply when you have one Yavam and two Yavamas, as we just explained, whether there were two brothers, right? Ruvain left behind Shimon and Levi, but there's only one woman. And let's explain. Brother number one, we'll call him Shimon. He did Chalitza and then did Maimer. Now, did the Chalitza, once you do Chalitza, what did we learn before? You're done. So nothing else is going to accomplish anything, right? Because chalitza now broke the bond biblically. So we could already envision what Allah is going to be. Chalatz. You did chalitza. Fine. And then, osamaymer, nosanget, bal, oi, bal, vasamaymer, vinosanget, vachalatz. Bottom line is, you, you know the, the main step that we're focused on? 
Ein achar chalitza klum. Once chalitza is done, anything else you attempted to do is out the window. It accomplished zilch. It accomplished nothing. Because it was like a regular random woman who you're doing this to. Now, random doesn't mean as if there's no uh, prohibition at all. Random means with no connection. Now, she is your brother's wife. You're forbidden to her. True. But random meaning, you did mimer, there has to be a bond for a mimer to do anything. Once you do chalitza, it completely uh, untethered us. It's completely disconnected us. Okay. Bein betchila, bein be'emtza, bein besayf. This applies whether chalitza was done as the first step, the middle step, the last step. Once chalitza is done, done. Anything, if it, anything happened before that, we'll reckon with it. Right? First did get, and then we'll reckon with it. But again, just notice, says the Mishnah, Chalitza is done, whether it was the first step that you did or the middle step or the last step, it all applies. Chalitza stops everything. What about the Yavam having relations? Once you have Bia with her, your Yibam, so now you biblically completely married her, and now you're going to go ahead and do what? Mimer? Can't. Chalitza can't. What's Chalitza going to do? Chalitza separates you from a Yavama. This is not your Yavama anymore. This is your wife. But if B is done in the middle or at the end, then Yishacharelklum, then some, you know, there, there is, as we're going to explain, there is possibility for some of the steps that happened afterwards to still have ramifications, to still have an impact. Okay, now the Gemara is going to uh, get into and focus how it's possible. If you have the relations later on, how you can still have something have an impact afterwards, we're going to see. But let's, let's uh, hold off on that for now. Finally, says the Mishnah, Reb Nechemi Oimer, Reb Nechemi says, Achas bila vachas chalitza, be'metchila be'metzmeh b'soyef, enach re'eklum. Bia, Relations has the same ramifications as chalitza, meaning the same way as soon as the yavam does chalitza to the yavama, anything that happens afterwards had no yavama ramifications, so, so too when you bring her in biblically and you have relations with her, anything you do afterwards have no yavama ramifications. She's now your full-fledged wife. You want to do something afterwards? I don't care when. You, once you had relations with her, you're done. She's your full-fledged wife. Anything else, the shame yibum, is done. And the Gemara will get into um, will get into that machlekes be'ezra Hashem. Okay, fascinating, fascinating. Mishnah took up most of uh, most of today's daf, but really so much, so much to soak in. Ultimately, though, it's just based off a few rules, and that is as we introduced. And let's say that again. Biblically, if you have a case of Yibam, how do you handle it? Uh, Bia, relations, finish, uh, complete the marriage. And Chalitza, completely ends the marriage. The Chachamim came along, the rabbis instituted something called Mimer and Get. The two don't really, uh, or the rabbinic Mimer and Get can't really do away with the Bia or Chalitza. So if you're ever going to handle the rabbinic mimer and get, you still got to deal with the biblical. 
but not vice versa, according to Rabbi Nechemia. According to Rabbi Nechemia, once you get rid of all the biblical obligations, anything rabbinic that happened afterwards never even kicked in because you weren't the Yavam. In the, according to the Tanakhama, they said, no, it only applies to Chalitza, but by Yivam, there still may be ramifications after the Bia. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara to explain the Mishnah, Adkan, Laipligi, uh, un, until here, the Chachamim in our Mishnah don't argue on Rabbi Gamliel. Ela beget achar get, umaymer achar maymer. When they say inget achar get, maymer achar maymer, that's their arguing. Meaning, you have two Yavamas. You gave a get to one, get to the second. Maymer to one, maymer to the second. That's where they argue. Avol get achar Yavama, avol, but get echad bi Yavama. Let's say you give a get to a Yavama, umaymer echad bi Yavama, and you do one mimer on a yavama, mahani, that does work. Again, let's explain why. And this is going to be a message that keeps coming up. When you give a get, even though it is rabbinic, you've just transgressed biblically the mitzvah of um, building your brother's house. And once you don't build it, you're not allowed to build it again. So you do get... Once you did get, can you do, um, and then you do mimer. You're not allowed to consummate that marriage. I, I did mimer, shkoyach, but you're not allowed to consummate the marriage because once you didn't do it and you gave the get, you're not allowed to go back there. Hence, you're going to have to give a get again. Okay. My time, why did the Rabbanan say that a get by a yavama works? Why does it get by Yavama work? We want to know this whole gezeira of a get. Why? Biblically, you know how to break the bond? With chalitza. That's how you break the bond. Why did the Chachamim say that if a Yavam goes and gives a get, all of a sudden, that's like a bit, you, you've now, you now have the biblical transgression of ever marrying her. Mishum demahani be'alma. You know Why? So here, here we go. This is fa- very interesting logic. And this is, the Rabbanon were protecting us, which is, which is their job. And they were nervous about getting everywhere. If you were to give a get to this woman, say the Rabbanon, and you're going to tell me this get doesn't effectively end her marriage, people are going to say, you know, maybe getting don't effectively end marriage. Di Amri Lai Mahani, and if you're going to say that a get doesn't work, Amri, people are going to say, get listen, you know what? A get gets rid of Yibam. Chalitza gets rid of Yibam. So if one works, another one, then one doesn't work, the other one doesn't work. People are going to say, listen, oh, get didn't work. You know what else doesn't work? Chalitza doesn't work. Oh, if get doesn't work, Chalitza doesn't work. Because people view get and Chalitza very similar. It ends relations. So if we're going to say you could give a get and then take her in, people are going to say, oh, so you know what? I did Chalitza on my Yavama. I could still take her. Well, you can't, because the Torah says, once you didn't build, you can never build again. So they were concerned that people may come to marry a woman they did on, if they would allow you to marry a woman you give a get to. So they said, even after you give a get, you're not allowed to marry her again. Why did the Rabbanan say that Maimur Taka works? Okay, we now want to know what Stamazai in general. We now explained why they say you need a get. What about Maimur? Again, we're getting into the kishkas of the enactment. Biblically, you want to take her in? Bia. You want to get rid of her? 
chalitza. Comes along the Rabbana, they say, ooh, mimer works to set a Yavama aside for you. Where did that come in? Why? Says Gemara Mishum de Mahani Me'alma. Because mimer works elsewhere. Again, what's mimer? You're giving value to a woman. Diyamr le Mahani. If you're going to say that mimer didn't work when you give it to a Yavama, Amri, you're going to say, oh, when you give something to a woman, you're not married. Mimer look nice. Subiya look nice. Mimer is, well, be a question. And since Mimer uh, is not going to work, Bia is not going to work either. And people, are, the, you know what the Yavam's going to do? He is going to, uh, he's going to have Bia with the, with the first wife and say, ah, oh, you know, the same way Mimer did, and then I'll have, I changed my mind. I want to be with the second wife because he's viewing Bia and Mimer to be interchangeable. So if we allow you, once you do Mimer, to still go with the second woman, they say, oh, Mimer, Bia, no, outside him, Dezabazach. It's all the same thing. So we tell him, Nishtazai, no, not happening. Once you do Mimer on one, you cannot take in the, uh, the second one. Okay, so Abana made a decree as well, that once Mimer is done, anybody, uh, any other Yavamas are going to be Aser. What's talk of the reason in the Mishnah? It's very interesting, right? Remember, we said after Chalitza, you're done. Once you do Chalitza on a woman, it doesn't matter what's done afterwards. There's no Tairas Yibam anymore. The Chachamim, though, in the Mishnah said, it's not necessarily true after Bia. Reb Nechemia said, yeah, even by Bia. The Chachamim didn't hold that. We want to know why. Why did the Rabbanon say that by Bia, it's still not going to be the end of the game? Says the Gemara Ami, they say, Let's say you have a get given to a Yavama, and then you have Bia with her. You know what's going to happen? Gezeira, we have to make a decree, Bia Acharaget. That maybe the Yavam is going to have Bia after he gives a get. Mishum Bia Achar Chalitza, because we are nervous because of the problem of Bia coming. After Chalitza. V'i bia achar maimari. And if taka, you're going to have a bia, you're going to have relations that are done after maimer. So you did maimer on one of the wives. And then you do bia on another one. We're also concerned, and we're not going to allow it, say the Rabbanon, gezeira bia achar maimer. That's going to be a problem because in case people do maimer and then bia, we also make Gzeira of Bia Achar because of Bia after Bia. So let's explain like this. Okay, before we go weiter, let's explain what the real concerns are. Let's say you do Mimer first and then, and then uh, you have relations with a different woman. So you have a rabbinic marriage with one and then you do a biblical, the Yavam does a biblical marriage on the other. Is there any Chalitza involved anymore? There's no chalitza. Why? Because you completely consummated biblically your marriage with the second one. And people are going to say, oh, that's okay. And really it's not. Because of the rabbi's concern about mimer. Right? We were concerned that once you do, uh, once you do mimer, it's going to lead to the other forbidden transgressions. Okay? That person might have bia even after you had yibum. Right? If we allow mimer to work like that, we're going to say, oh, people are going to even have relations with the co-wife once they did a full-fledged uh, bia, and then you're going to have the problem of um, of uh, 
of being of being your brother's wife. Emela, it all it all pans out, and that's what that's why the Rabbanon were concerned, and they said, you know what, we can't even make it that automatically once B is done, we're saying it's the end game. Why? Again, because it can leave other people to confusion. Why did Rabbanon say when you have a chalitza psula? Now remember, early in the Masechet, we learned, the, I'm sorry, no, that, that was a, 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 um, a, a Yibam Psula. Over here, if you do Chalitza, once you gave a get, does it work? Yeah. It should work. Because all you did is break the rabbinic bond, you didn't break the biblical bond. So the question is, why didn't the Chachamim say that the same way by Bia we're concerned that people are going to treat you know, uh, Mimer and Bia the same, why don't we say the same thing is true with Chalitza? That if there is something lacking in the Chalitza, it shouldn't be the end game the same way by Bia. It's not the end game. Says Gemara Amri, um, because we're going to say, my Ligzar, you know what the Gzera is? Nigzar Chalitza Achar Aget, Mishum Chalitza Achar Chalitza. I'll tell you why it's not a problem to make a, what, the Gemara is saying rhetorically, what do you want me to do? Make a decree of Chalitza Achar Aget because Chalitza Achar Chalitza? No. Koki Hani, Tachlai Tzvetechlitz. All that's going to happen is, what are you going to do? An extra Chalitza that's unnecessary? Big deal. That's not concerned. It's not going to lead to a biblical uh, transgression. You're going to tell me that we should make a gezerah of chalitza after maimer because of chalitza after bia? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Listen, even if you do chalitza after maimer, you need to get anyway. You need to get anyway because you got to get rid of the maimer. Chalitza achar bia nami boy get the and therefore, it's not going to cause any damage. It's not going to cause any hurt. Hence, says the Gemara, bottom line, very logically, when it comes to Chalitza, you did Chalitza, you're Dunskis. The story's over. There's no impact on it whatsoever. When it comes to Bia, oh, the Rabbanans say it's not necessarily the end game. Because there's going to be times where if we allow it to be the end game, it's going to make a mistake when it comes to Mimer. And it could lead to the Isser of Eshusach. And therefore, under those unique circumstances, those particular circumstances, we'll call them, we can't say, oh, just walk away because of confusion in, because of confusion in other cases, period. Okay. Omar Rava, Rava says, and now the Gemara, getting onto Ahmed Bey's, is going to get into the kishkas of the Machlaikas. Let's just read the question and we'll hold it here for today. My time the Rebben Gamliel. What is the time for, what is the reason for Rabbi Gamliel? Rabbi Gamliel was the original statement of our Mishnah who said, Ein get achar get, right? Ein Once you do one thing, you're completely done. Why? Why is that true? Is it because Dimisafkale, he had a, uh, he had a suffix. What was his suffix? What was his doubt? Get, if you were to give a get, idachi, ilaydachi. Does a get really stop the ability to ever marry this woman again? Let's explain. How do you really biblically end your bond to the Avama? Chalitza. The Rabbanan instituted, even if you give her a get, you're not fully disconnected, but you're not let to marry her again because she's already in the league of since you didn't build with her you're never allowed to build with her again. That's the problem. Because we have that idea hanging over our head. So 
is the problem that, or we're, we're assuming right now it is, but we'll get in, we'll, we'll see Bezram tomorrow that it's more of a a uh, doubtful. We're searching over here. Get when it comes to get, he's not sure idachi whether it mamish, whether it pushes off the bond iloidachi or not. Mimer and he's unsure about Mimer ikani iloikani whether you mamish have a full fledged erison or you don't have a full-fledged erison. How so? So let's just, let's just finish this thought and then we'll hold it here for today. Get, idachi, ilaydachi, Regmovio wasn't sure about when you give a get to the Yavama, whether a mamish was fully effective, meaning, ikamadachi, basra maikavit. If it was full, if it fully worked on the first wife, so the second wife did nothing. Like, ain bishul achar bishul, right? You didn't give a get. Ikamadachi, and if the first get didn't completely separate you from her, so now, basra nami laydachi, guess what? You know why the second one doesn't work? Because if it didn't work for the first one, it shouldn't work for the second one either. Mimer and Mimer as well. Ikani laikani. Ikani, ikamakani. If Mimer worked on the first wife, Basra Maikovit. So Mimer on the second wife ain't gonna do nothing. Because you already had a Mimer. The Ikamalakani, if the first one didn't separate at all, Basra Nami Laikani. So the second one also was not gonna be a real Kenyan, a real acquisition, and Mamela. Rabbi Gamliel, according to Rava, Rava says, this is why Rabbi Gamliel said, Ein get achar get, ein maimer achar maimer. Bez Hashem, we're going to go through this thought. We're going to challenge Rava with his beautiful counterpart, Abaye. We'll get into the sugya and uh, tear apart this conversation. Bez Hashem, tomorrow, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bez Hashem, we're going to learn tomorrow at the same time, 8.15 Central. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.